0: Hi and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods to the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering, so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Welcome to the Female Health Podcast. This is your host Mary Jo, and on this week's episode, I'm going to be chatting about intermittent fasting, and so how it impacts the female cycle, and um, yeah, impacts her hormones, and how it may um, not be the most recommended diet or dietary approach for some women. And so I'll go through that and. yeah, looking forward to kind of chatting about that because I see a lot of girls and women come to me who have been doing intermittent fasting um, or want to do it. Um, and have issues with their cycle and so I think it's important that um we talk about how that might be impacting it and because I hate you know saying oh don't do this because it impacts your cycle and without giving some you know understanding behind it as well so that you have an idea of why I'm saying that and I'm not just saying it because I'm a mean person and I don't want you to do something because a lot of people can be very um what was the word? Would I say? But it can be so used to a diet and really comfortable with it that can be very hard to break away from it. And um yeah, so it can take some time to step away from doing something like intermittent fasting if you've been doing that for a while. And um, but yeah, I'll get into that. And um, if you want to know more about the female cycle in general, and um, you can check out my Know Your Flow masterclass for free. And um, it covers everything from the stages of the menstrual cycles, and um, the ebbs and flows, what you might. Why we may feel differently at different stages, what you might need to eat to support your hormones at different stages of the cycle, and PMS, why you would get it, how you can manage your PMS. So, there's a lot on that. And also, if you are coming off birth control, uh, there's a few, um, there's some information on that as well. So, you can check that out. And I'll leave a link for that, it's in my website. And also, if you have PCOS, you can watch my um, PCOS Made Simple Masterclass, the five things that you need to know. And this really helps, uh, you know, take the overwhelm out of PCOS. Um, Like myself, when I had PCOS, I would have loved something like this. It really helps to break down kind of the key areas that you need to look at. and start implementing these steps. Those like the five things that you need to know and it covers um, a lot of the kind of the basic things, but that need to be looked at. Um, And that is also available on my website and you can get access to that for 19.99. So i leave the link for both of those. They're both available through the link in my bio on Instagram, MJ Nutrition, and you can get them on my website as well. So www.mjnutrition.ie. So I will leave the links for all of that. Uh, in the show notes so that you can uh, look into that if you wish but for now this week let's get into the episode on intermittent intermittent fasting so if anyone's wondering what it is and just to kind of explain what intermittent fasting is um it's basically a period of time where you're not eating anything <coughs> so um there are different time windows for someone it could look like just skipping breakfast for others it could be alternate alternate day fasting and it can be for longer periods or shorter periods so um you know you could do like a really like long fast where you don't eat until maybe one in the day and then stop eating I'd say six or seven in the evening so you've got quite a long fast then overnight or you could do a more gentle fast where you um maybe eat at 10 a.m. and don't, and you eat your last meals at 7 p.m. So it's a bit more of a shorter fast. So there's obviously different ways of doing it and what suits someone might work for another person. And that's also important to, to be aware of. So lots of studies have been done and shown some lots of positive benefits. So there's so many reasons why people go to do this and choose to do this. Um, and that can be related to regulating your blood sugar, supporting better insulin levels, and... Um, lowering blood lipid levels and, and controlling them managing body weight supporting lean muscle mass and um, so lots of benefits so you can see why lots of people would want to do it however most of these studies and most of the findings in these studies have been carried out in men and then have been general generalized uh, towards females and to females Um so this really matters because our physiologic f- physiology is completely different to males. So we're we are more sensitive to changes to environmental factors in general. And environmental factors include our energy intake, so our food intake. And um, so if we do start to do something like intermittent fasting, this can massively impact our physiology. Um and this then has an impact on so many effects, so many things in our body including our reproductive system, our menstrual cycle and our hormones and our fertility uh, and things like that. So um, some issues that can be reported by women um, that arise from intermittent fasting is loss of menstrual cycle or changes to menstrual cycle or stopping uh, n- not ovulating anymore and things like that and metabolic disturbances or dysfunctions so blood sugar issues upsurge of your stress hormone cortisol and thyroid slowing down and these then will have a knock-on effect on your reproduction then also uh, it can also lead to issues such as binge eating or a damaged relationship with food so you know thinking that you know you're a failure if you didn't intermittent fasting well enough today or you didn't fast long enough or you broke the fast and and if you're not doing it that you're you're not being good or you're not adhering to the right diet and this again can cause a lot of stress on your body and your system as well just even thinking these thoughts because the body can't differentiate the difference between physical and psychological stressors so if you're sitting there thinking and beating yourself up about not you know intermittent fasting well enough this is also adding to stress on your body so yeah this is kind of the impacts that can possibly arise from doing intermittent fasting. And I will explain why, particularly around the loss of menstrual cycle, why this may happen. Um, and this isn't to say that all women will experience this, absolutely not. But it does seem we are a lot more sensitive to these changes than men are. So it's more, it's it's important that we are just aware of this. So if you are someone who has is doing it, has done it, and noticed changes to your menstrual cycle that would be a sign to stop doing it and that your body is um is experiencing a stress moment or it's in a state of stress and is slowing down important other functions and um, that's leading to the reduction or the cessation of your menstrual cycle okay so um that would be what would the general advice would be for anyone who's starting to notice signs of that and there's other signs you may notice as well um like hair loss low energy levels not recovering from your workouts faster fast enough um things like that so there's a, a list of things to be aware of but it is important that you're um yeah like considering that because you know we we can follow these diets thinking that they're um you know they're right for good for us, but if they're starting to impact like as I said, things like that and even your, your sex drive and your your energy levels, your exercise performance, that's kind of a sign that your body is is you know responding to the environment that it's in uh, and slowing down and not responding for the best basically um so yeah and even how you're how you're sleeping and things like that and then also um if your feelings around food and your body are starting to change as well that's something to be mindful of too if you're starting to feel more guilty or ashamed uh, if you feel deprived and then overeat when this allows so say maybe you do a fast monday to friday and then at the weekend um because you're not fasting you allow yourself to eat everything and you eat so many foods and calories and then feel really bad about that. Uh, if you're kind of in that cycle, then that would be maybe a sign to step away from the deprivation mode that you're in and step away from the kind of uh, fasting cycle. Um, <clears throat> and then if you kind of start attach feelings of worth to and how good you are by just the amount of intermittent fasting that you're doing as well. So just kind of being aware of things like that. So both the your feelings and also like the physical physical signs of it as well so um like sleep your stress levels your uh, your sex drive your energy your exercise things like that and if you're noticing like you know hair loss and um, dry skin and um, even changes to your heart rate your digestion is slowing down um maybe you're feeling cold, your libido is completely gone and more mood swings and you're not, your ability to cope with stress is, is lower, uh, things like that. And then obviously the more obvious ones would be your menstrual cycle stopping. If you're starting to see things like that, that might, that they, these would be signs to, to stop intermittent fasting and that your body is basically looking for more energy and more nutrients. So going back to why, women might experience this more it does make sense if we think about it why it might impact our physiology physiology sorry so much is if we go back to our ancestors time in excuse me sorry i've got something in my throat so if we go back to our ancestors time and in a period of low food supply and this would have been a cause for major concern worry and stress And straight away, the body would go into alert mode. Uh, Warning bells would go off in the brain. And as a result, then things would slow down. So as soon as there was a change to energy intake, how much food has been eaten, and more more importantly, energy balance, so a negative energy balance, that you're burning more energy than you're taking in, this would send off these um, alarm bells in the body and the brain. Um, So when we're doing intermittent fasting, what this does it impacts our energy balance uh, we're we're eating less than maybe we're um we're eating less calories and maybe we're burning still the same amount that we normally would be um, And the thing is, it's not just the food or the the food that we're eating that impacts our energy balance or gets us into a state of negative energy balance. Other things like stress, too much exercise, poor nutrition status, uh, illness, infection, uh, and not enough recovery time and not enough rest in our lives can all contribute to negative energy balance. So even if you're sitting and doing nothing, but you're worrying about what you should be doing or worrying about something, worrying about that you're not doing well enough with your diet um, or you're worried that your periods are slowing down, you're not getting your period, or you're worried about other psychological stressors, this can still impact your body because the body and the, the, the brain can differentiate between psychological and physiological stresses. Um, so just you sitting there and worrying can still put an impact, uh, have an impact on your getting you into, say, a negative energy balance, the stress of that uh, can burn up calories and also can drive issues with your menstrual cycle. So, yeah, it goes back to, as I say, our ancestors' period. They would have, um, it would have been a major concern. And the reason for that major concern is that any of those factors, a negative energy balance, poor environmental factors like stress, uh, having to run more than... um, you know, run more. So if they were in danger, they may have had to run a lot. And um, if they were sick or ill, Ill or any infection, uh, all of these factors uh, would send stress signals to the brain, slow down, release of hormones that are involved in our menstrual cycle. Because the reason we don't want to uh, ovulate is because at that time, it would have been too dangerous to have a baby and hold a pregnancy. And if there was the chance that they were to get pregnant, there would have been um, detrimental effects on both baby and mother if then they were to have uh, get pregnant during that kind of period of time when there was low energy availability um, and they were in a period of danger. And we know, I've said this a lot before in podcast, we are not in that in- intimate sense of danger now. We, we don't have this danger on us. But unfortunately, as I said, the body can't differentiate the difference between that. So we still don't eat calories or don't eat enough food or even skip one meal. This can, for some women, send stress signals to the brain straight away. I, there's probably a degree of stress and and sensitivity for in women as well and there does need to be more studies done on this as I say most studies on intermittent fasting are done in men but the studies that are done in women need to be kind of they probably need to show more that we have different degrees of, of sensitivities to stress and changes to our calories. So someone might be okay with skipping a meal, whereas another person may really um, be sensitive to that skipping a meal. Um and like for myself, um intermittent fasting is a massive no-no um because straight away I get shaky blood sugar changes, um, weaker. And it would have, a, that's the, the symptoms I feel pretty quickly, pretty uh, much straight away. Um, but again, this would have a massive impact on my cycle if I were to keep doing this. Uh, others may not be as sensitive to that straight away, but that doesn't mean that you're not ex- going to have experiences or changes to your cycle as well. So, suppose explanations why we may be more sensitive. um, It can do with, as I say, our hormones, obviously, and um, you know the 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 biological evolutionary makeup of us that we are the uh, humans that hold pregnancy and um, bring life into this world. So that's a huge stressful event. And requires huge energy to do so so if we're not getting that the brain straight away is saying okay we need to slow down so what it does is a molecule called kispeptin and um, is really sensitive we have, women tend to have more of this or seem to have more of this molecule um, protein like molecule which is in the brain than men so it's really sensitive to our hunger our satiety and um, our fasting hormones insulin ghrelin and leptin so um, any changes to these can lower than our caspeptin um molecule in the brain. So if we're fasting, we we'll probably have lower insulin levels. Um and this can then lead to um, a lower kisspeptin levels. So this kisspeptin is basically involved in um, the HPG axis, HPG. So um, this is our hypothalamus pituitary and g- 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 gonadal axis, and it's involved in releasing the hor- hormones, um, gonadotropin releasing hormone, um, which pulses regularly in the, in the brain. So kisspeptin leads to the pulses. And then these pulses stimulate follicle stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone and these are the two hormones involved in getting basically uh, estrogen progesterone production and you and an ovulation in certain stimulating ovulation so I know I've talked about a lot of hormones there and you know the the signaling from the brain to the ovaries but essentially that's what you need to be worried about not so much the names of the hormones and the molecules it's more the the brain is lowering the it a molecule called kisspeptin which has a downstream effect on our hormones in the ovaries basically so if we're not getting uh, enough of this or producing enough of that because of this, uh, the lower insulin level and um, or due to low food intake or low, low energy intake then this has an, a knock on effect knock on impact on ovulation production of estrogen and progesterone and so this is a likely reason why women are more sensitive to uh, fasting due to this uh, molecule kispeptin in the brain and and so for anyone who skips a meal or goes long periods without eating uh, adds exercise on top of this uh, only has coffee for breakfast uh, this can all cause kispeptin levels to lower which then has a knock-on effect on um hormones, follicle-stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone, which produce then um, oestrogen and progesterone. So this is really uh, something to be aware of and something worthy of note, really, because yeah, men would, may not be as sensitive to this and they don't seem to have these, uh, well, they don't have the same hormones as us firstly um, and they don't seem to have as much kisspeptin either. So it could be a reason why we are more susceptible to uh, changes to, uh, to our overall physio- phys- physiolog- physiology uh, when we change our nutrition and our energy intake. I suppose doing intermittent fasting in general can lessen our nutrients that we're consuming. It makes sense, we're eating less, so we're going to consume less protein, less carbs, less fats, less micronutrients in general. And this, again, is going to have a knock-on effect on our hormones. As I've spoken about before, we're eating less calorie, less nutrients like those. These are all involved in fertility. Fats are involved in fertility, um, proteins are involved and carbs are involved and when I speak about fertility yes obviously I'm speaking about if you want to have a baby but it's not necessarily if you want to have a baby I speak about basically reproduction in general because I suppose the reproductive cycle is there for fertility but even if fertility is not your goal um, it impacts the factors that cause you to uh, be more fertile and get a period then or i be late to get a period and um, so that's just something to be aware of whether um so just because you're not trying to conceive at the moment doesn't mean that these nutrients aren't important to you they are because then you won't ovulate and produce those hormones estrogen and progesterone and therefore then you won't get a period um so yeah like I spoke like your low carb diets for instance can cause raised hormones like uh, cortisol and this in turn then can lower your progesterone so cortisol is like a progesterone robber or stealer it lowers that progesterone and so this then has so many effects progesterone and um, is needed for a healthy pregnancy it's also needed for healthy periods and um, and it's also needed for you to get a period and um, and so similarly uh, low protein diets will lead to less amino acids so amino acids are the building blocks of what protein is so in order for us to uh, have optimal fertility optimal hormones we need a lot of amino acids but if we're having um low nutrient intake low energy intake we probably won't be getting adequate protein intake and um, so again this can have an effect on that and similarly fats Then fats are so important for hormone and um, immune function and um, brain function or stress system and if we're not getting enough calories in we're going to have low fat intake as well and therefore this will have a knock-on effect on all of these systems in our body, including the reproductive system, which has is very sensitive to low fat intakes as well. So as you can see, there is a few reasons why intermittent fasting would impact um, our menstrual cycle and and, and so on. So um, basically, women need to have cal- calories, low calorie diets, low body fat, lots of intense exercise, caffeine for breakfast, skipping meals is not beneficial for women we need to be eating more regularly eating more um food not being looking at food as the the issue the the um in such a bad way and looking at food that actually nourishes us that we need food to nourish and replenish our nutrient stores um because we are constantly in such a state of stress at the moment, both men and women, by the way, and, um, you know, and as I say, this can be psychological stressors too. We're running through micronutrients. Our body uses up all our nutrients um, at a fast level when we're in a state of stress, and um, it's helping us cope with that stress. So it's using up our B vitamins or magnesium, all of the things like that. But this has then this lowers our nutrient status as well. And we need to, get replenish these stores. So, you know, we're, you know, diet culture has led us to fear foods and, you know, fear calories and to, to limit these. While well, the approach I that women need to start looking for optimal health, optimal metabolic function, optimal energy level for optimal skin, hair and um, sex drive, physical performance and um, all of these things that like make us feel and look our best. Don't arise from going on really low calorie diets or restrictive diets. They arise from nourishing the body with uh, whole foods and good foods, and um, not having this restrictive mindset around foods as well. So there, that that's I I'd love to kind of um, if that's the message I could get across is to move away from the restrictive mindset and things like intermittent fasting or keto in general, any of those types of diets, and moving towards looking at our body as this vessel that has so many requirements from us. We ask so much of it, yet we expect it to run on thin air. We expect it to run on coffee and shakes and to perform well and all of the things we we wanted to do. Um, And we wonder why then we, you know, don't feel sexy or we don't have a high sex drive. And we wonder why our hair isn't um, looking as good as it used to. And we're more tired, we can't sleep as well though and things like that because we're not nourishing the body well enough. So we do need to start looking at nourishing the body to give it all the adequate nutrients that it needs and you know seeing food as um, giving the body abundance kind of mindset. So not being in this fear state. So when the brain is in a fear state it slows things down but we start to uh, give the brain abundance by eating more and eating more often this can can have such a positive impact on all things in our body including our ability to lose weight because it gets to a point when we slow down our nutrient intake and our energy intake and slow down a menstrual cycle that we also can impact our ability to lose weight and burn fat as well. And like, just because you are in a negative energy balance doesn't mean that you are lean as well. You can be uh, in the overweight category as well. So that's just something to bear in mind too. If you're wondering, oh, but well I'm still, I'm overweight, so I can afford to eat less. Not necessarily. Yes, you can maybe, you know, mind your diet if you want to um, lose weight, but the likes of say intermittent fasting can still, you can still be really sensitive to stressors like that on the body. Um, even if you are uh, not necessarily lean and that's just something to, to be mindful of as well. So, um, what I would say is if you were still like someone who does like intermittent fasting and that you find it works well for you, um, I would suggest doing a more gentle approach so not a really severe one so maybe like I said at the start uh, eating earlier like 10 a.m instead of like 12 or 1 and then your last meal is at 7 so that's a more and um, there's not as long a fast overnight because you know your body then is doing enough of a fast overnight and once our blood sugar or our liver stores our use of water our, or our sugar levels, we need to start making it from somewhere else, which again is a stress in the body. And this is what happens overnight. And so if you prolong that and then add exercise on top of that, you are really driving stress hormones and stress signals in your body then as a result. So I think I've kind of um talked enough about how much it impacts and stresses our, our body. And um, but hopefully that kind of um clears up a little bit intermittent fasting and why it may not necessarily be as beneficial or recommended for uh females women uh, anyone who gets periods because of um our sensitivity to changes in environmental factors and um, and the knock-on effect it has on our hormonal systems and um, we're so sensitive to that and you know you only have to look at the impact of people getting covid you know, an infection and how it has impacted so many women's cycles as a result of getting COVID and um, or similarly the vaccine again which is a stressor on the immune system has impacted a lot of uh, women's cycles as well and this is normal this is okay I don't want to fear anyone into thinking that there's something wrong but it's just a stressor it's an environmental stressor which can impact our hormonal system as well and um, you know, through some of the mechanism, which is, which I have explained. uh, And there's more as well. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much a summary of what I, what my thoughts are on intermittent fasting, why I don't really recommend it for, for most women. Um, particularly those who show signs of being more sensitive to stress. Um, if you're someone who's naturally predisposed to stress straight away, I would say a no, no. Um, but, yeah, this can drive so many issues, and, and it can accelerate and worsen um, PCOS in some su- in some cases. Uh, it can it can cause hypothalamic amenorrhea in some girls or some women, um, and it can just it lead to horrible periods, more painful periods, issues with your hormones, issues with your digestion, etc. So there's so many reasons why it may not be beneficial, and also the 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 mindset issues and the. The fear around foods then, and your, uh, the the self-talk around food as well. So yeah, pretty much that's my thoughts on intermittent fasting. Um, if you know, you want to find out more, um, if you're someone who's going through any of these issues that I spoke about, send me a message on Instagram at MJ nutrition. Um, or if you would like to work with me on this, you can apply for one-to-one coaching on my uh, Instagram page as well, or through my website, mjnutrition.ie. um, But yeah, I hope this helps and I will be back next week with another episode. Thanking you all so much for listening. I really appreciate all the downloads Um, and really means a lot and also appreciate people leaving a review. I'd love if you could leave a review on iTunes uh, and share this episode so um, more people can hear it as well. It makes a big difference to the podcast as well. So thank you so much and I will be back next week. Take care.